established in the past weeks that faith is fundamental to our prayer life. So today we're going to kind of um, discuss why. And um, I got really nervous when I saw my name on the schedule right by this teaching because <laughs> really, um, yeah, I didn't know how this was going to play out. And I thought to myself that I was going to sit down with my six-year-old because who better to explain faith to me than him, right? And I was expecting, when I was going to have this conversation with him, that he was going to have this, like, ah! answer to my question. And so um, I tried a couple times over the few, over you know the past few weeks, but you know how sometimes when you sit down with a kid and you're like, want to have a serious conversation, <laughs> and they're just like, checked out. You're like, okay, maybe this isn't the time, <laughs> you know? And so, um, but finally I was able to sit him down and ask him the question and I, I took faith out of it cause I didn't want to like muddle, you know, the question. I was just like, Israel, why do you think God hears you? Or when you pray, why do you think he would answer you or cares about what you're praying about? And he says, because he just does. And I was like, really, can you give me more? Come on. There's a lot more, I know it. But that was that was his deal. Because he just does. He hears me and he just wants to answer me. And I thought, that's really what it is. You know, and and when we are, you know, even me as a prime example, when I saw roles that faith play in prayer, it was like this, oh my gosh. Like this huge what am I how am I gonna explain this theologically and and, and it's so simple, ladies. And that's like the theme this morning, that it's so simple. But we over, we make it so difficult, you know? It's so simple, but we make it too difficult. And um, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. The message version, sa- version says, The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God This faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. And the NIV says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So the word clearly tells us what faith is. And it's, we make it difficult when we apply faith to prayer. But faith is really just saying, God, I don't know the outcome. But with faith, I pray for this result, even though I can't see it. Um, and I've been, over these past few weeks, there's been c- certain kind of crazy challenges that I've been facing. And some have, you know, some of my prayers have been answered, and my ladies at my table know, my ladies, the ladies at my table know <laughs> about some of them. But then some of them haven't. And, and I really thought that before I get up there and talk about faith and prayer, all of it will be ha- will have been answered, and I would be able to come up here and tell you these like secrets and these ingredients, and it didn't happen like that. And I'm still praying, okay? But um, so I don't have all the answers, but I know what we need to take away today is the simplicity of faith and prayer. And um, as we approach God, we ha- we have to have the certainty that He hears us. In verse six of chapter 11 in Hebrews, it said, is it, impo- it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. 
So our first point, or the first role that faith plays in prayer that I want to highlight is that faith pushes us to depend on God. Have you guys ever been, um, I'm sure you all have because we're all human, faced with those um, times where there's nothing else to do but pray? Sicknesses, you know, either yourself or family members in the hospital, or you just, there is no way in your human strength that you're going to be able to fix this situation. And so what happens in those situations is faith pushes us to depend on God. But I wonder why we wait for those big, huge things to depend on, you know, to depend on God when we can depend on God in even the little things, but we always want to fix things and it's so much harder to actually do it than say it, right? But faith pushes us to depend on God and it's a learning, a learning process. Um, and in James, it says, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it some strong language in here. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and rage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what you will, what will give you pleasure. A lot of times I feel like we, we waste, I feel like I waste time sometimes in my prayer, praying for things that maybe I have the wrong motive. And instead of seeking God's will, I'm asking him, I'm praying for things, and I'm asking him to do them, to answer my prayers the way that I would answer them, or the way that I want him to answer, but he has his own design, and he has his own plan for my life, and then when I see those prayers go unanswered, because they're my prayers, and they're actually, it's like, God, you can, you're going to do this, right? I pray that you do it like this, and I see those prayers go unanswered, then less and less I feel assured that I can depend on him because I'm not asking according to his will. Um, and then life hits, and there's something I really can't fix, and I have no idea how. And then out of nowhere, I'm supposed to muster up all this faith and go, God, I can only depend on you. But if only we learned quicker and did that from the very beginning and did that in the little details in life, I feel like when life hits us that hard, how much easier and how much quicker can we just, we can just rest assured and depend on him. Um, in 1 John five fourteen, it says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Um, another version said, says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according, according to his will, he hears us. And verse 15 goes on to say, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Um, so ideally, instead of waiting um, to face these huge things, these huge issues that only God, we know only God can fix, um, I think our ultimate goal is to learn ultimate dependence on him, even it just in our day-to-day, in our day-to-day instead of our every six months, like, crisis happens, you know? Um, and be, we need to become active prayers in the kingdom and through faith just trusting in God, in, in his provision, in his guiding in all things. Um, the second role of faith in prayer is that faith makes our prayers productive. And this is very self-explanatory. In James chapter 5 again, it says, Such a prayer offered in, sorry, not 5 again. It's chapter 5. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. 
And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person, person sorry, has great power and produces wonderful results. A prayer offered in faith. It's faith in believing in the things unseen that makes our prayers productive. And if that's not clear enough for you, in Matthew 21 it says, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. It just gets so simple. It's so clear. And once again, if that's not enough, in Acts, do you remember Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray? And this is after the pouring of the Holy Spirit. They're powerful. They're feeling, man, they can do anything. They can take on the world. So they're walking to prayer, and there's this crippled man asking them for money outside the temple. And it, this is where, you know, Peter says that famous saying, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. I feel dramatic, like this should be theatrical. Um, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And guess what happened? The guy walked. And in verse 16 of chapter 3 in Acts, it says, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. You know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So the point is, faith makes our prayers productive. And who wants to pray unproductive prayers? We have to play, pray with faith. And the last point, or the last role today that I want to touch on is that faith, um, faith gives us a piece of heaven on earth. Gia last week talked about um, bringing Teresa into a, wom- a role in women's ministry. And what I was reminded of when I was thinking about an example of this is Gia mentioned that she had been praying for Teresa for about two years. God granted Gia a vision or a certain... The thing about God is he has like... He has a ma- I, I like to think of him having a masterpiece of our lives, like this huge, amazing painting of, our, of us. And sometimes ourselves or other people are, are allowed to see like a little tiny s- corner of that masterpiece, right? And Gia had that. And she, in faith, she was praying for Teresa. She wasn't exactly sure how the outcome was going to, you know, what was going to happen. But God gave her a little piece of his vision, and that's a piece of heaven on earth. It's faith, and it's so simple. Um, We can ask God to allow us to see with his eyes, and we actually get to, like he does allow us to. Um, When we pray for our children, our family, our sisters, the ladies at our table, um, God allows us to see the things that we're asking for in faith if we let him. Um, The process takes time to complete, of course, but God shines his light. And in time, we're going to be able to see him reveal that masterpiece and how beautiful to be able to say, wow, you know, for two years I've been praying for this little tiny corner and look what you did. And um, in Habakkuk 3, it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. The trees may have no blossoms, but we can rejoice because through faith we can see fruitful trees. 
we can pray for fruit, and though it takes time for that fruit to come, God will produce fruit. And it's with faith that we can, we can read this and we can say, yeah, sure, there's no blossoms, but in faith I'm seeing blossoms. In faith I'm seeing fruit. Um, it surprised me because at the end of last night doing this teaching, I didn't realize what the takeaway point was, but this is it. Um, my son, Luca, will be four on Sunday. And he's turned in, you know, following Israel, who's my oldest, he's turning into like this little, like he prays about a lot of things now. Like it's just so great to see. And um, one of the things that he always prays for is he get when he gets hurt, which is very often, he has like scabs and stuff, mo- mostly on his legs. And he'll go, God's going to heal me, right, Mama? I'm like, yep. And, you know, can you pray? And we pray. And sorry, I didn't mean to roll my eyes, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so we pray about the, the, the alleys. And the thing that gets my attention is he never forgets about his alleys. It's something so, like, okay, you get a scrape, it heals. How easy to forget about it. He never forgets about the alley. And he knows and he can tell you where they are. And when he sees that healing process complete, he goes, look, Mama, God healed me. And I go, yes, he did. And he doesn't have to know that skin is very crazy and amazing, which it is because God made it and God made this healing process happen in his body. And he walks away. And what I love is that he credits God for the healing. He sees it from beginning to end and he doesn't forget about it. And he's only four. And so yes, these things are kind of big for him, but it's, it's a small thing, like an owie, right? And he has like five of them and he's, he's charting the healing process, and he's crediting it to God in the end. And I thought to myself, because kids like to teach you like that, I was like, how often do I pray for, you know, Lord, help us get to the next paycheck? Or um, help, like, I remember when I was um, a teenager, I used to pray for my gas tank. Because I, I had a hu- I had a '74 Chevy Nova and it really drank gas, and I remember going <laughs> and I had like a mi- I got to track my I had to track my mileage and stuff. My parents had this awesome crazy like financial plan and everything, and I was always like, Lord, please, I'm going to church three times a week. Please bless my gas tank. But like, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, you know, I get to the end of the month and I see, oh, we made it! Like, yay, bank accounts there again. You know, everything's. And we have food and everything. And I could credit, I usually don't go back and go, wow, God, you got me here. Wow, God, I it's been two weeks and I haven't filled up. Wow, God, we had meals all every day this week. And I was kind of worried about where, like, you know, what I was going to make and if the kids were going to eat it. I don't follow it through. I pray, I get to the other side, and I go, oh, I'm so good at scrimping. Or, you know, oh, thank goodness I found those coupons in the newspaper. Instead, it's, God, you're, you're there. Maybe there wasn't a supernatural, um, like, multiplication of funds. But sometimes when you're praying, you're like, oh, let, like, $800 show up in the, ma- in, the, in the mail, right? Maybe it wasn't that. Who knows what he did, and it was mysterious. Who knows? If, you know, he could have multiplied the rice in the pantry or the oil like he did for the widow, and those are things that go unseen. And what if it's such an awesome way to grow our faith when we watch and we chart 
the beginning and end result of our prayers. We get to, when we do those things and when we realize God's working in our day-to-day, in the very tiniest things, we grow in faith. And sometimes we wonder, like we think, oh, faith, what a huge thing, and oh, I don't know if I'm a very faithful prayer, if I have faith to pray about this. It's so simple. And if, if we would, if we would re- re- recognize God working in our day-to-day, then we can, we realize, wow, you're growing my faith because I'm, I'm crediting to you the answers that I see, the requ- you know, my prayer requests, and it's answered, and I, cr- I need to credit it to you. And while I was looking for different scriptures to kind of support some of my points, I, I, um, I came across in Matthew when the parents were sending their kids to be prayed for by Jesus, which one, I, it kind of, I, that point highlighted for me, it was like, who are these parents that saw in Jesus something that they wanted for their kids? You know, a, a lot of times reading that verse, I think, oh, the disciples are so rude telling, you know, parents to stop sending their kids to, to Jesus. But I never thought about, what was about those parents that they were like, no, you, pr- you pray over my kids, Jesus. You bless them. How cool. And, and you know, Jesus says, if, if you don't, if you're not like the, you know, the kingdom is, is, it's theirs. And I'm thinking, God used my almost four-year-old to show me that I just need to have faith and I, and I need to see beginning to end and credit it to him. And so, um, that's the important thing is to just recognize our growth in prayer and recognize when there are answers so that we can grow in faith and we can continue to pray faith with faith and, um, yeah. So thank you, ladies. I hope you have a wonderful time praying at your table right now and a great week in your journal.